If you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? Maybe I'd say what I feel more often. I, I don't know. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have already seen, uh, but one of us never got around to watching it. And I am Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. I'm Jake. And we're going to be uh, talking about Arrival. I'm pretty pumped, man. Me too. It's our second Denis movie. And it's our second uh, Alien movie this year, too. Wait, yeah. Oh, Scarface. 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 Yeah, yeah, of Scarface. course. Of course. How, how could I forget? Yeah. By, by the great alien Brian De Palma. <laughs> yeah. is, is he like alien god he's a he's a octopod is, is that what the heptapods came down to, to tell us about <laughs> yeah they were warning us about he's, brian de palma he's the issue in three thousand years that humanity is gonna have to help <laughs> he's, he's gonna release he's, heptapod scarface <laughs> he's coming out with scarface too <laughs> man and they're like save us save us from this history from this history like this happened to you stop yeah, it stop it <laughs> so he released Scarface on Earth, and then he's going to release Scarface 2 in, <laughs> in Heptapod World? Yeah, I guess, world, yeah. yeah. Heptaworld for short. Heptaworld? Heptaworld. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cool theme park. I was going to say, I would go there. Yeah. <laughs> Just milky air everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you that brought up... the grossest way to describe <laughs> the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, there. it's just milky. I mean, I but it's it's accurate, right? <laughs> yeah. When you said it's it, I was accurate. like, that that tracks. But <laughs> milk what kind of smoke. milk is it? It's definitely skim milk. Oh, yeah, it's skim. yeah, it's skim milk for sure. Because okay. the ink, the way the ink just kind of cuts through oh, the, yeah. uh, it doesn't have any like weight to it. The milk air. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought up the milky air. Okay. Uh, because uh, after I watched this, I went on and I found the original Reddit discussion of this movie. And the top rated comment was just, yo, what's the circle word for how much for a G? Damn, you know those swagapods were a hot box in that good good in the smoke ship. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then the the reply to that was just "Kush so dank you squirt forty language out your testicles." LMAO. <laughs> wow, I love Reddit. Oh my god, I love using Swagapod. Swagapod's Swagapod. pretty cool. Yeah, hot box in the smoke room, <laughs> <laughs> the smoke ship. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Scott, do you want to hit us with a little bit of uh, just the facts about this movie? Yeah, uh, I said his name wrong once before. I'm going to try it again. It's Denis uh, Villeneuve. Yeah. Is that better? Mm -hmm. I think last time I said Villeneuve. I think so, too. <laughs> and he exactly is definitely French-Canadian and not Hispanic. Yeah. So uh, so Denis uh, Villeneuve, it was uh, written by Eric Heiser, and it was based on a story by Ted Chiang. Uh, it released on September 2nd, 2016, has a runtime of 116 minutes. The other guys gave this a 94%. IMDb, though, gave it a 7.9. A little bit of a difference there. Wow. Uh, box office of $203 million on a $47 million budget. It won the award for Best Sound Editing and then lost seven other nominations of Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Product, product Design. Product? What's design? Production. Production. Okay. <laughs> Product design. Yeah. 
Like they sold a lot of stuff after this. Oh, okay. <laughs> they sold of, those ships. They, they sold the Swagapods. Yeah, they sold <laughs> a lot of Swagapod <laughs> toys. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. Happy Meal Swagapod yeah. toys. And let me tell you, the product design on those toys was Swag- outstanding. Swagalicious. So good that it got nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. They made a new category for it. Yeah. <laughs> best product but it, design. But it's still lost. Best merch. Yeah, yeah. It's still lost. <laughs> yeah, new I, category. Not good enough to win, but. I think the King's Speech won that year. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Zach, do you remember what did win the Academy Award this uh, back in 2016? Uh, no. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, where were you going with that? I was just curious. Oh, just okay. curious. He could, someone else could look that up. But uh, I do remember that it came out in 2016. This is our, the newest movie, right? Is no, this- 2017 we can do now. No, but well, this yeah, is but the one we've done one so we've far. Done. Oh, this might be the most recent movie so yeah, Zach, that we've done so far. Within the span of three months, you have nominated our n- most recent and our oldest movie. Yeah. Dude, that's pretty crazy. I really guess so. The spectrum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Zach, this was the year that uh, it was the Moonlight La La Land debacle. Really? Arrival came out that year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it didn't have a shot, honestly. Yeah, no, it really didn't. Yeah, um, that that year, the best picture noms were Moonlight, which won, Arrival, Fences, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea. It was a big year if for... If you could Thanos snap Moonlight out of existence, oh. what, what would you... I'm not saying like out of a spite i'm just curious what you would have picked well i was i was rooting for la la land that year yeah me too but i was totally happy with the moonlight win like i for me it was like it's got to be either moonlight or la la land Mm -hmm. but i loved all of these movies and i thought that they were worthy like nominations like hell or high water oh it's i like that movie a lot so good i haven't seen it oh jake you would love it you really would yeah it's I'll check it out. a little bit of a modern Western and it has, uh, it, it has, uh, um, uh, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, but I was going to say, uh, uh, big Lebowski, uh, Are you talking about oh, Sam Elliott? Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Oh, okay. It has Jeff Bridges in, uh, Tom, essentially Tommy Lee Jones's role from, uh, no country for old men. That's kind of weird. I would, I would watch that. Oh, it's really, really good. Yeah. By the way, this lost to La La Land for best product design. La La Land came out <laughs> oh. with a piano that they released. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Probably yeah. like some tap shoes as well. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you know, Lord of the Dance, uh, did you happen to check those tap shoes out? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Were they that, pretty good? Yeah. No, they were good. I think they deserved the win. Okay. Okay. Cool. La La Land had some, some pretty solid like like Lord of the Dance review of La La Land is pretty solid. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. Is the Lord of the Dance review different than your review? Sometimes, yeah. Because obviously Lord of the Dance has different priorities. <laughs> so the Lord of the Dance is like a spirit that lives within you. Uh, yeah, it's just I wear two hats, you know? Yeah. Got I it. have multiple personality disorder. Got it. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, Zach, you, you nominated this movie. Can I you did, tell us yeah. why? Um, yes, I nominated this movie uh, because I really like Denis Villeneuve. I think he's a really great director. We've already done a movie from him, but I feel like this is like if I were going to show someone who's never seen a single film from him, one of his movies, I think that I would probably choose this one. I feel like this is the movie that kind of put him on the map a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like before Arrival, he had made um, 
I mean, for his American films, he had made Prisoners and he made Sicario. And like we had seen those movies together, uh, but he wasn't really like a big deal in circles of people who don't really care about film and follow film and whatnot. And then I remember when Arrival came out, it seemed like a ton of people were talking about it. Like everyone I knew was talking about Arrival and went to see it. Yeah, big my, box office. My mm-hmm. dad even wanted to go see Arrival. Um, and he d- he doesn't really go see movies in the theater. To be fair, the marketing around Arrival was very like, this is a suspense, like space thing. And that's not what the movie was. Okay. But I feel like a lot of people still really enjoyed it. Oh, and yeah. Like, They're, I, yeah. Yeah. They did. Um, so I feel like it's because he did so well on this that he got Blade Runner and now he got Dune and he's obviously become a huge deal. Plus, I just think it's a really great movie. Yeah. All right. Who were, uh, who was late to this movie? I was. Uh, a late I was. Yeah. Oh, you both were. All right. All right. Well, uh, pretty much anything by, uh, Denis. I'm going to be a late bloomer too. Well, I'll, I'll share my brief thoughts of this movie and then have I'll, you seen I'll... Dune yet? I did. Okay. I did. It's long. It was long. Wow. That's a stirring review. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did really feel the length with Dune not because I thought it was boring, but because I had to pee so bad. I see. It's so funny. I'm going to sidetrack on this. I'm going to jump on this yeah, uh, rabbit trail. I, I did not feel the length of it except for like at the very, the literally the last scene of the movie, I could just feel that it was winding down and I'm like, I've been here for a long time. I can feel that, but like, I'm, I, I need to sit here for another hour and a half to like, see how this resolves. Like it ended. So for me, unfulfilling in yeah. a good way, in a good way. I mean, I could give you my, uh, here's my rough take on it. It was, it was long. It wasn't bad, but there was nothing super special about it for me. It was good cinematography. I, it just, it didn't quite land. Gotcha. Interesting. I would watch it again, but it was, I'm not super stoked for Dune 2. Hmm. I immediately went out like that. Like I left the theater, bought the books, and then started reading them immediately after. I also think you went home and watched it on HBO. I did. I, I, well, I've, I've already seen Dune, I think, four times now all the way through. It's a I, lot. I only saw it the once. It's a lot of Dune. Because I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I, I've seen it five times. Twice in theaters, twice on HBO, and then I bought it, and I watched it once on Apple TV. Yeah, I've seen it twice already, too, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. All right. Really? Well, just because I wasn't, like... I don't typically, if a movie I'm not, I'm just so-so about, yeah. I don't watch it again that quickly. <laughs> sure. Okay. So just you, circumstances. So you've seen three Denis films now. Yeah. I'm so curious to see like, yeah, Dune. how, like which one has been your favorite and then you can kind of lead into your. Wait, I, I'm going to share my thing. Okay. My, yeah, my yeah, feedback yeah, and go. then we'll go to the late bloomers. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I really, I like this movie quite a bit. Um, I loved it when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I have watched it a few times since then. I had actually already watched it once uh, in the last few months. And last night I was sort of debating, do I really want to watch it again? Or am I just going to go based on like, I, I just sat and watched it a couple of months ago and decided to watch it again and try and look a little bit more critically at it. And I think I appreciated it so much more for watching it like that last night. Um, I'm, I was super uh, blown away by just the fresh take on sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and also just this idea of like you just using sci-fi as a vehicle to give a very human story 
of like if you if you knew the future would you would that change how you feel would you would you want to go forward if if you knew what was to come and uh yeah so i i, I love it yeah that's cool <laughs> all right well <laughs> scott why don't you you want me to give you my takes on arrival or did you want me to well, yeah i'm curious to, to hear like okay. how you how you rank the three that you've seen um yeah i would i mean i think prisoners has been my favorite out of the three so far yeah uh, I think it was the hardest probably to watch out of the three. Mm. Definitely. Um, but it was the most, I know we talked about people being monsters and stuff in that episode, but it felt the most human to me out of the three as well. Um, now granted, it's the first one without aliens. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it's fair. That, yeah. That, it's the first one that features exclusively humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thought they were, they're all decent movies i don't i don't think i have anything like critically about it they're visually stunning all of them mm-hmm. um great cinematography all around and it's one of the first things like i noticed as arrival started was just like i was like okay this is gonna be a very pretty movie um like i the first time you see the ship i even noticed too like the first time she realizes the aliens uh are here she's in the classroom and the students like hey flip to the news channel and you don't get to see it mm. like you just see her looking at a screen like from the screen's perspective yeah and i was like why did they choose to do it that way and it was, then i realized like oh, it's probably because the ship is super beautiful and they didn't want to show it for the first time on a screen in a classroom they probably wanted to actually just have a shot of the ship mm-hmm and so then when you finally see the ship and it's like over the misty mountains and it's going over into this valley oh, in middle yeah. earth to yeah. dungeons deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it was visually stunning, very beautiful. I felt like it was slow. Um, I was a little bored at times. Um, it, the story was okay to me. Um, I felt like a little bit like Jeremy Renner's character was kind of pointless. He didn't really do a whole lot to progress the plot. Um, interesting except uh i mean <laughs> except give uh parent the child <laughs> like that was well, you it, don't really. even see yeah. that well but <laughs> <laughs> i didn't need to see I, I it i didn't need to see it <laughs> well, it's it you cut from... we didn't have a sex scene <laughs> no. no i think scott is talking about the actual parenting no the, yeah that's what i was talking about the parenting not the uh, act not of the creating the, the child but it was like it cut from them like well, that's what I meant by parenting was siring a child. Like. But that, like that, was—I mean, that was kind of the the point was to have the reveal at the end was we couldn't see it, right? Right. Otherwise, right. it wouldn't have been a reveal. Right. Right. Totally. But I'm sorry. You never really even see the daughter interact with him. Like he's a- totally absent from all those scenes, even once you know. Uh huh. And so I don't know. It, it felt super low stakes to me. Everything felt low stakes. I wasn't like super bought in. Interesting. Yeah. I think I disagree with a lot of your. That's cool. Opinions, but yeah. yeah, interesting. Wouldn't be the first time. I was going to say, yeah, no, it definitely, <laughs> and it won't be the last. Um, but I was going to say, uh, after I had a similar experience watching this to you, Tyler, where I watched this and I think it was my favorite time. Mm. Well, you didn't explicitly say that. Um, but like, I, I felt like this was a more rewarding watch for me when I watched it a couple nights ago. I actually watched it with some buddies um, that listened to the podcast. So shout out to Remy and, and Tynan. Um, we got together and watched this movie. Uh, and afterwards, I was so just excited about this movie and anything that had to do with it that I went and I, I read the short story the next day and I ended up watching um, a Denis movie that I had never seen before called Incendies. 
um, it's uh, the movie that he made uh, before Prisoners. And Scott, I actually think that you might really like it because it reminded me a lot of Prisoners. Not to say that you are a huge Prisoners fan, but like if that was your favorite movie, this was a lot more in that same vein. It's, it's called Incendies. Incendies, yeah. It's a very... I own it. It's in my library. It's a, it's a tough watch um, and there's no aliens. So if that's a draw for you, but it, it was a really good. I liked it quite a bit. So, so I'm sorry, Jake, we are going to get to your thoughts, but, uh, in Cindy's, it was kind of funny. So this, this movie was based on a, a short story written by a physicist. I don't know why this physicist just dabbled in creative short story, short story but he did. Sounds on brand. Yeah. And he was really excited about the idea of, like the concept of like uh, time is viewable, but not changeable. And like, how would a human uh, like interact with that, that paradox. Um, But he was, he had talked to um, a couple of film producers, film producers were really interested in making, you know, his short story, a movie. And he was kind of hesitant about it. And they actually showed him, they sent him in Cindy's, uh, and they said, we want to make it kind of like this. Oh, interesting. and that's what got the, the author of the short story to say like, okay, like I, I have trust in this process. So. Wow. I didn't know that. You know, you were saying like, you don't know why the physicist is writing a short story. I've got to tell you that, uh, nothing seems more on brand to me than like some sort of scientist, uh, thinking that they can do everything. Uh, so like it, it does like, I feel like, like every, every science professor at one point is like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write the best sci-fi story of all time. Nice. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that feels like a little bit of an indirect dig to Ted, Ted Chang. Uh, I've listened to a few of his short stories and they're actually all really good. Dude, I don't even know who Ted Chang is. The guy so. who wrote the this. Writer. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he I mean, has, I'm not digging him. I'm just saying like, it's the kind of person. Like, he has at least two books that are collections of short stories. And I've, I've listened to a few of them and I've enjoyed all of them. I think, I think he's a good writer. I'm also not saying that you can't be a good writer and a physicist. I'm just saying that I just, I feel like, I feel like every scientist thinks that they, right. They, be, big be sure. they yeah. have because they're scientists and they're like, well, I study the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Right. I can do anything. Right. For sure. Right. For sure. Like yeah. a little bit of a God complex. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right, Jake, you were a late bloomer to arrival. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was Okay. Um, when I heard that it was based off of a short story that kind of didn't surprise me because it felt a little stretched kind of in the middle. I thought it kind of mm. like, I felt like they were like filling out a little bit. Um, uh, I was if, if for, for my, my other criticisms, I was a little bit surprised for this being our most recent movie at how poorly I thought some of the special effects held up. Oh, like, really? Particularly like, and it was, it was just a few things. So I, I feel like a lot of this, like, like the ship looked really great, you know, but then a lot of this was probably mostly sets, you know, or like, and then we're looking at the aliens and the, but the aliens are in mist. And I feel like they benefit a lot from that because you can't see them. So yeah. you can't kind of see what's wrong. But then you see the alien outside of the mist once. And I'm like, oh, that looked very computer generated to me. Oh, you know? oh when it's in the trailer. Yeah. And then like, like Amy and the other one was Amy Adams in the fog. Like oh, she looked, Yeah. That, that didn't hold, I agree with like you. that didn't like, those were like the, and those were the two like moments where I would have thought like, Oh, like we would have had 
We like, would spend most yeah, of our money on it. Be, yeah, like better, better CGI, like something. And it, it, it didn't hold up for me very well. I appreciated the alien design though. Cause I feel like in so mm. many sci-fi things, uh, aliens just look like they're a dude in a suit, you know, like, very humanoid. Yeah, yeah. They look human. They're, they're, they're humanoid, but they've got something coming out of them or right. they've got a different color skin or something. And that's your alien. Right. Uh, which I appreciated that. I thought that was cool. I thought it like, it was like a cool idea. And when they were in the mist, I thought they looked cooler. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was a little bit bored. I thought it was a little slow, but I overall, I thought it was like pretty good, an interesting story, but I feel like every sci-fi movie that I watch uh, nowadays is some sort of play on some sort of time thing, which is just like, where I was like, oh, okay, mm. we're going here again. Uh, but that's not to say I thought it was bad. I, I enjoyed it, but I had to manage my boredom a little bit, especially in the middle. Interesting. I'm, uh, I, I wanted to, uh, yes. And you on something. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's so much that they didn't hold up. I remember in theaters when she was in particular, when she was in the, in the alien side of the ship, Uh in the, in the mist. And I remember thinking in that moment, this is not that great a CGI. Yeah. And so like when I was like, oh, this is our newest movie, like this ought to look the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not that it didn't hold up. It was just bad when they did it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, funny because I didn't even notice it. Oh, yeah. It, it's not great. I wasn't looking for it, but I think what it is, is they just went too surreal with it. Yeah. And it, and so it just felt like ungrounded and not real. Yeah. And and I get that they're trying to make like something feel unreal because it is unreal. And so, but they just went too far with that. So I, yeah. I agree with you. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I, I, we just have no context for what like it, an inside of an alien ship should look like. So it's like, I, I'm, I know like exactly what you guys are talking about. It does look a little goofy, well, but I, it just didn't bother me in but the I, slightest. I do have context for what a human looks like. Right. She that was, still looked like a human. But she looked she like she looked wrong. Yeah, she looked like a computer generated human. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't think so. Yeah. I, I didn't okay. notice it, but I'd be I I trust you guys. I mean, if you both we'll, notice it and say it, I believe you. We'll, we'll put a we'll put a screen grab up in on yeah. IG and we'll it have It looks a little off, but I still think she looked like a human a- Amy Adams. I mean, she I, yes, in that like she had the right anatomy and like, it, was in it her didn't look like a cartoon. It, it looked... was in her likeness. It was just not good CGI. Like there, like we've seen better. You know, sure, yeah. Um, I think is all the the point. Yeah, I wonder so, why they weren't able to just make that shot with Amy Adams. Why did they have yeah. to CGI her? Just just pump some like pump pump some fog around her. Are we? Like, it was. Com- it was. Are we confident she like, that she that she's not actually in that shot? She probably is. They probably just yeah. Did they some stuff mo capped and yeah. you know yeah. all that kind of stuff. But uh, Scott, the reason is because um, uh, the Well, no gravity. <laughs> Cause she was like her hair. Cause you was remember floating. hair's floating. Oh, like, it's, it's the gravity in the space, which allows them to be able to like exist because swim around like whales in the milk because they have a, a massive, uh, probably heavy upper torso that is offset from their footprint, which uh-huh. is, you know, <laughs> doesn't make sense. So I'm a big fan of the way gravity works in their ships though. I am too. I think it was really cool. I think it was a really unique, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before, you know, like the, and interior that, logic that was a very fun shot like the first time oh yeah and they step out and yeah walking up it i like that shot yeah well we and it, a really cool trombone shot yeah looking back toward the ground mm-hmm. can you i know i feel like i've heard you say trombone shot before vertigo shot me? okay 
like yeah. where it uh where the they the subject stays exactly the same, but then, then they, like all the yeah. the background behind them or in front of them gets bigger. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the gravity in the ship like that was only a product of them wanting to have the ship designed that way. Like they created the ship before and loved the way it looked and didn't want to yeah. change that. So then they're like, okay, we have to figure out how humans are going to navigate this super vertical ship. Right. And so like, let's just switch gravity. Yeah. I thought th- I, I mean, I think that's brilliant like mm-hmm. to a- approach it that way and it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake, another thing to your point that I thought was really cool. Cause I agree with you. Uh, well, uh, I agree with you on a couple of examples, but um, I, I really liked the special effects of this movie because for the most part, there were a ton of them. And for the most part, I didn't feel that like everything felt very like the ship felt, like the exterior of the ship looked and felt real, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I think that one maybe is a little bit easier because, you know, we, we see the ship from pretty far away for right. the most part. Right. And, and and if we see it up close, we're, we're on a set. Yeah. Instead of. Well, uh, that, and that was the thing that I was, I was going to get to. One of the things that I really loved about this was the production design, that interior of the ship because that was all a set when they're like up against the, the glass talking to the aliens, that was all a physical set. Mm -hmm. And it looked so, uh, unique Mm -hmm. for like an alien ship. And one of the things I was listening to an interview, one of the production designers talk about that, um, Denis really didn't want, like there's, there's so much formula for sci-fi now today. Like one of one of the formulas is that aliens are coming here to kill us. Uh-huh. And they were like, what if we flip that? Aliens are not coming here to kill us. Like, we haven't had that since, like, E.T. Um, and then another was that uh, alien ships are made of materials and made in a way that makes sense to humans. Like, Independence Day, it's got, like, little satellite dishes coming off it, and it's made of metal that would be found on Earth or plastic. or And even Star Wars, like, all of those materials are, you can imagine that they're, like, it, it's like earth-like construction. It's easy for us to grasp. It's, like it's it very, looks like we could get in there and kind of maneuver with right, stuff. right. Yeah, where this felt so alien, which I thought was. It uh, actually looked very um, Halo franchise to me. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh, kind of weird because I had the same thought, but opposite. I like it was. This I is was like, like Halo. Yeah, like uh, yeah, pretty much. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I feel like this kind of looks like one of the Covenant ships. I was like, no, actually, it doesn't. You Not know what this all. doesn't remind me of Halo. <laughs> well, what's funny? Thought, it must have because I've it, thought, you thought about it. that. Yeah, I've well, thought about I was thinking about. I was thinking about the ship specifically, and like what Tyler was talking about about like how ships are designed in such a way. And I was thinking about other ships in other spaceship or other other sci-fi things I've done. You know. Or like experienced because I don't want to say movies because Halo. But then one of the things I was thinking about was Halo. And I was like, no, this really doesn't feel like that either. Like it feels very different and weird. I'm specifically talking about the inside of the ship, not the outside of the ship. The outside didn't feel very Halo to me. But the inside, like when they're like walking through like the alien metal tunnel, like definitely was reminiscent of different like levels of the Halo game to me. Um. Loved the the production design there, Jake. One one thing that you also mentioned that I wanted to go back and ask you about: How uh, surprised were you when you saw the alien for the first time and realized it was like eighty feet tall and not just the foot? 
Like, um, I don't, I feel like it kind of. I feel like they kind of gradually gave us an impression of bigger and bigger. Like at first, it was like, oh, it's this, and then then you kind of see a little bit more in the mist or like they get a little bit closer. So I feel like it was less surprising when we saw the whole thing because after they kind of like started like, Oh, it's bigger than I thought it was initially. And even bigger, I was like, Oh, it's just massive. You Mm. know? So I think it's a little bit less surprising to me, but I think that that was probably on purpose. Like they kind of wanted to keep. Yeah. Right. I was surprised. I was surprised. Like in the the theater. Yeah. I was was like, like, Oh yeah. Did not see that coming. I thought it was just this little spidery guy. Yeah. I love the way that these aliens look personally. Like, I think they look so cool. I love that it's not humanoid at all. It looks uh, like, I mean, something I would have never, if someone asked me to design an alien, I would have never come up with this concept. I don't know if it's the best CGI, but I, I'm just, that's not even on my thought or in, in my mind, I think when I'm looking at it. And I feel like if they tried to go practical, I don't know how you could do that practically, you know? Just gotta make a swagapod. You just gotta make one. Build a swagapod, and then the 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 creatures will manifest themselves if you make the swagapod. Mm-hmm. Okay, make it and and they will come. And they will, they <laughs> yeah, will build, it, build it from build it and they will come from Hepta World. Yeah. yeah. Just do that, Denis, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just make one. Yeah. Haven't they well, ever seen Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> or Field of Dreams? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I I am with you in that. Like, I love the production design of this and the product design is really good too. Yeah. For yeah. The toys. Yeah. Those toys yeah. Were um, I think, yeah, technically maybe except for that one Amy Adams shot. I really like just love everything I, about this movie. I was going to say visually, I had no qualms with it. Like, yeah. I thought oh, it yeah. looked great the entire time. I didn't even notice that thing. Like, I don't have one negative thing to say about how it looked. I have a I have a particular visual I wanted to ask you about because you are our resident uh, guy with strong opinions on on how men look. <laughs> uh, on how men look? Yeah. yeah. Well, Andy Circus is who asked me. <laughs> you, you think he looks like a freak? Oh, you're asking about Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. What do you yeah. think about him? I think he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Dude, I did. You weren't expecting that. Yeah. Were you? He, he was my least favorite thing to look at. I wish that. Oh. Sorry. Jake well, has sorry, a Forrest. problem with lazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish he. I wish just a he droopy eyelid. It's not a lazy eye, right? I, I think know. it's a little lazy too. I just wish he would have been in the mist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like Forrest Whitaker. I think he's an excellent actor. Yeah, I do too. Really, that's I've never heard anybody say that. I think oh. I think Forrest Whitaker in what I've seen him in is very average. No, I no, I think he, he's a great. His actor. acting evokes a lot of emotion for me. He was one of the best parts of this movie for me. Really, what, really the best. Uh huh. Interesting. He was one of the worst parts for me, and I think Zach, you didn't like him very much either, right? I mean, I'm indifferent to him. He's one of my like. I don't care for his character in this movie, but I don't have any strong opinion. Like, I don't have a super strong opinion about him, but like, I was definitely, I definitely walked away thinking Forrest Whitaker was the weakest link when I definitely expected going into the movie to feel like Jeremy Renner was the weakest link. I, that's I who I thought was the weakest link. Really? Uh, yeah. I felt like he was Hawkeye again. Like someone in the background, not really necessary. He's just kind of there. This is, I, I feel like I usually feel that way about Jer- Jeremy Renner in most of the stuff he's in. And this is like one of the, I, this might be the only movie I can think of where I see him as Ian. Like I don't see him as Jeremy Renner. What's yeah. the one where he uh, diffuses bombs? Uh, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Maybe that one too. His, I haven't seen that. That was what I was going to really, say is, 
Yeah. This and Hurt Locker are my two, like, all-time favorite of Jeremy Renner movies, you know? Like, which isn't to say a lot. But, I mean, he does. (laughs) Honestly, like, Jeremy Renner. Do you have a favorite Jeremy Renner app? (laughs) Yeah, mine is the Jeremy Renner app. The Jeremy Renner app. (laughs) Uh, Where else am I going to see his Instagram posts? I do have a favorite music artist, though. Jeremy Jeremy Renner Renner. music artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I, I, I actually like... I know it's like maybe popular to hate on Jeremy Renner right now. I'm I'm a Jeremy Renner stan. I I think he's a good actor. I like him a lot. I just think he keeps getting pushed into the back. Like, I don't think it was his fault at all. Well, yeah, no. I mean, he. I, I mean, not like he's cast he's as cast a background in, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Adams in an interview made a comment about that. That like in her experience, um, like it's very difficult for a lot of men to play a, a supporting role to a woman um, and just complimented Jeremy Renner on his mm. ability to just mm-hmm. be generous, to be supportive of her character. And Jeremy talked about like the thing that he was most excited about this script was just this strong female lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like Jeremy Renner personally. Like I think he is a really good actor and like, I even think about the more recent Hawkeye show, which was kind of not it was whatever to me, but I thought he did a great job with it. Um, but I actually just like, I think he's a great interviewer. Like he's super funny. He's intelligent. Like I, I think he's a very interesting person. I like what you just brought up about with Amy Adams. Cause I've been trying to think like, I haven't heard anyone have any qualms about Jeremy Renner's role in this movie. And I know Scott, you were kind of saying that you felt like he, it sounds like you felt like he was underutilized mm-hmm. maybe. And I, I, in with Amy Adams and that I like that he was really there just to kind of compliment her. Cause I feel like if he had any stronger presence or if he was there to accomplish anything, like it, it would have diminished Louise. Yeah. And I like how she's the star mm-hmm. and she is like, she's the all-star of this movie. And I thought she's a really strong character. I really, really like her character. And I thought Amy Adams does a really great job acting. It's a very like subdued role like it's not over the top but like i i thought that she conveyed emotion really well through that character um yeah i thought she did great yeah i think it's two people that i'm usually very whatever about amy adams and jeremy renner and i i thought they both did a good job like but i I wasn't saying i think maybe i misspoke earlier i wasn't saying that i thought jeremy renner was the weakest link i just usually don't like him so i walked out i walked into it expecting to not like him right right um but Gotcha. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that you guys, um, maybe not, because it's not like a action-packed, super fast-paced movie, but like I I think this movie's paced really well. I, did I felt too. like it was long and a little slow at times. I, yeah, I think the middle, like, uh, like in, like, there was still, like, and I don't know, I don't know that you could have cut it out. I'm not exactly sure what I would have done differently, but, like, there was just, like, I felt pretty bored in the middle, like, mm. when they were doing a lot of that stuff and they were doing a lot of the the talking and like it just it felt like it took a little bit too long can i can i ask a clarifying question are you talking about like just like the almost like the the big middle part of actually building the language rapport like that's what you're talking about yeah like i feel like i was i feel like i checked out i i I was like struggling to not check out in that interesting I think I'm so interested in what's going on. And if there's any moment that is feels a little slower, I feel like I'm just I'm sitting in yeah. what's going on and, and absorbing it and like just feel like so invested in the process that I don't mind that we have like maybe like a moment to kind of breathe a little bit. And I feel like there's maybe some 
some slower parts in the movie where uh, Luis is really grappling with everything and you can see that it's really affecting her. And just to kind of like breeze through that, I feel like would have diminished that aspect of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I love that this movie does not waste any time getting us to the ship. Like it, like it doesn't, mm. we don't build to the story. We're just, we start and the story's already happened. I did I, appreciate I that. I love that. Yeah, I did appreciate that. I would say for me, that part, the whole middle part where they are like trying to figure out the language, I think was probably a little longer than I would have had. I did notice a couple times during the movie that the dialogue wasn't quite as good as I had hoped. Like I remember multiple times thinking like, wow, that was a really long pause. Like they're really contemplating about whatever it is they're talking about. Like there was, I can, there was like three or four times where I was like, oh wow, that was a really long pause. Where I thought like the the pace the, took you out of it. The dialogue could have been shifted up a little bit to be a little bit better. Interesting. I uh, I I definitely agree with Zach. I actually love. I think personally the the pace of this movie. I felt like it was it was great, and even to the point um, where like there's they're like okay like we have a lot of movie left to do and we have a lot of explanation that has to happen and so we have to have a Jeremy Renner documentary or documentary in the middle of this movie to try and like give us all the information which i love i I loved it too like when you hear the the vocal part start Uh and then you go i i think it's so cool yeah like I, i really love that i i love that sequence as well um and one of the things that i really i think as i was watching this last night that i noticed that i liked about this movie is i think that middle part where we're spending so much time um, on Ian and Louise, like just sort of like going through the process of learning this language, because I I realize that most uh, most alien sci-fi movies are very much about like understanding the alien world kind of a thing, and like we're we're thrust in the middle of or or like the alien conflict where this. Uh, I felt like the aliens were just like a vehicle for us to like explore how humans would interact if in a first contact situation. Um, like we spent all this time trying to understand language and, and uh, you know, different countries are at times helping each other and then scared and not. And it gives us this juxtaposition of like different ways that humans would react um, and even the, the soldiers that are watching the the Alex Jones character, Rush Limbaugh character, like talking about how we need to kill the kill the aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, just all this, the, the, the complexity of human reaction to we're not alone in the universe. I thought that was really cool to spend a lot of time exploring that. Yeah, for me, I don't know what it was or why I felt this way, but the whole time they were telling the story, it felt super low stakes to me. And it felt like I never once for a second thought that it wasn't going to work out or like there was a chance that something was going to go wrong. Well, okay. yeah, I, like I don't, the, I don't think I felt that either. Yeah. I don't think it's like, not the point of the movie, Yeah, but th- it, th- it just lowered the stakes for me. Like I was I like, okay, it's going to work out. She's going to do some kind of future, like learn something, do something now type thing. I mean, I don't often go into movies thinking like, oh, are the humans going to lose? Because people don't like those kind of movies. Like I more often than not have a feeling. Yeah. Like we're going to win. The good guys are going to win, but I can still feel the stakes. 
Yeah, I, I think I agree. And I think that the stakes, again, like in this movie, it's not, it's really not a, it's really not a movie. It's a sci-fi movie, but it's really not a movie about aliens. Like the aliens are just a, a vehicle um, for Luis's transformation. And that's what like the original short story, it's, it's, it's just about what if someone learned a language that o- opened their mind to unlock time, how would that person, um, how would that person interact with that revelation and how would they cope? Um, you know, not going insane with the knowledge that I can know the future and not change it. And so those stakes are, are very high for me, like throughout the movie as we're learning this about her. But I feel like that was such a small part of the movie. What part? Of her finally like getting to that place where she does know the new language and can see different parts in time. Well, I have a, it happens in like like it, it really early in the. Movie. I think it feels that way on first watch, but then like when you look back, it's it that it's there the entire time. Like every time she's like thinking of her daughter, that's that's what that is, which happens right when she gets to Montana. But she no. I, I, I see it a little differently. Um, I think it, the scene at the beginning with her and her daughter was just cut and placed in a different pl- place. That wasn't her like actually like thinking through. That. No, we're not saying the, the prologue we're saying like she starts having flashbacks like right when she gets to Montana. She does once she interacts with the aliens and starts yeah, yeah conversing, but I don't think like she like understands what's happening or like she doesn't like know any of those things. Like she's not like, oh, this is yeah, the future. She's, she's not conscious of it, but this change has already started happening where. Yeah, but th- most of the movie was about the change, not about what she would do once she has the capability. What but, what else would you have wanted? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, like I feel like like she we kind of got exactly like, OK, like she has this big revelation and she knows exactly what's going to happen. And then she does it, you know, like she, she goes forward with it, despite the fact that she knows her daughter is going to die. Right. Like what else is there that you would have wanted? I'm just saying that was such a small <laughs> part of smirk on your face. It was such a small that. part. Of, I'm just wondering. It goes back to like Tyler talking about the stakes of the movie. And that was such a tiny part of the movie at the very end for the last three minutes. Like, it's not enough stakes for me to care about the rest of the movie then. Well, like there was the stakes of like everybody just not knowing what was going on. There was the stakes of the miscommunication about what the aliens were here for and the fact that the Chinese were going to nuke the but that's, aliens. That's what I originally said was like, I, I never felt those stakes at all. I never once felt like there was a chance that those things weren't going to work out. But like, and that's when Tyler talked about, well, those weren't the stakes. So, so when, but when that's, let's, let's, well, when I you just watch said a Marvel movie, movie yeah. right? Like, I know you love Marvel movies. Like, was there ever a doubt in your mind that they were going to beat Thanos? I mean, they lost to Thanos in the first movie. Sure, but that was a two-part movie where... <laughs> what about, like, like, okay. like, they, like in every Rocky movie, or he, people loses die. First, <laughs> yeah, he loses the first fight and then but, comes back and wins the second but, fight. But people legitimately died in it. Okay, so you wanted this to be more like stereotypical like action where, where people are actually dying. Because I feel like the point was to not be that. Right. Like the point, like the aliens don't come to All attack. I, I don't know if it necessarily needed people to die. I just didn't feel any stakes. Interesting. Is all okay. I'm saying. So one of the, I think you wouldn't the, like the short story then. Cause there's, it's way lower stakes, but it would be a lot shorter. 
I, I just about a two hour read. I don't think that your reasoning for not feeling the stakes really tracks. <laughs> honestly, like it's hey, we're we're all entitled to our opinion. I know you're enti- like I feel like he could feel that, but like the reason just doesn't make sense to me. I I want to say, and this isn't a rebuttal against that. It's more I'm more so just moving on now. Um, but I I like how in the movie they actually do add a little bit of stakes. Like in the in the book, it really is just them communicating with the aliens, and there's no threat of the Chinese nuking them or anything like that. But I, I liked that addition in the movie, how we see like communication uh, with the other sites. It, they, it all goes down when everyone starts panicking. Like mm. I found that really interesting. Yeah. I found the, the addition of the soldiers listening to like the Alex Jones type character. And like, it, I mean, I think that that's aged really well yeah. with what we've all gone through in the last couple years slash couple months too with everything going on like it it felt very even more real now than it did then um and i i liked that addition to this it's funny like i did have the feeling that it was a little like prescient almost and but not necessarily because of that although that i'm like agreeing with you but one of the things that i was like oh man this was like they they the human geopolitical side of things told this really well was um, all these countries uh, following China's lead on things. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, going back a couple hundred years, uh, like everyone, well, maybe not a couple hundred, going back till the 50s, really. (laughs) So not that long. A couple tens of years. A couple tens of years. (laughs) uh, Geopolitics has like followed America quite a bit. Um, But there's a lot of like statesmen that are like, talking about right now how as America has pulled out of a lot of uh, like interventionist policies in a, in a good way, it's created a power vacuum that China's really mm. like jumped into fill. And there are a lot of countries that are following China's geopolitical lead, like looking to China as a, a new uh, global leader um, in place of the United States. And so there's a lot of debate right now about like, Oh, like should America rise back up to like continue to be the leader or if we had our shot, let's let someone else, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of debate about that right now. And I was like, man, that was, that was really, really, uh, had a lot of forethought to it. Yeah. Um, we've also kind of gotten to the part of, of the movie, uh, that has to do with Louise learning the language and how that affects her relationship with her daughter. Did you guys find that compelling at oh. all? Kind of broke my heart. Yeah, no, like I think like looking back on like, because I, I this was the first time watching it, so like kind of like I wasn't a hundred percent where things were gonna go, and like looking back on it, that is, I mean, it's very sad, but like also like what else could she have done, you know? So like well, it was yeah. compelling for sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how about like just that reveal, like when you find out what is happening, what what the quote unquote weapon is, the plot twist. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, the plot just was like, again, like it wasn't that surprising to me uh, okay. where like I was definitely seeing where it was going, mm. you know? Um, and then when it happened, I was like, that makes sense, you know? Uh, so it, was, it wasn't like a shock, you know, I was like kind of already thinking about it because like, especially when they like, particularly when they started introducing like their romance with Jeremy Renner and I was like, oh, we haven't seen the father. It's where I, and then that was when I put it all together. Like, oh, sure. he's probably the father and we're probably looking at the future it was that along with like the aliens were so patient uh (laughs) like just really trying to do the same thing she was doing right and then also like 
got attacked and forgave and kept moving forward. I'm like, okay, like nothing bad's going to happen. Like they're obviously not bad. Like they're. Yeah. I, I don't understand what this has to do with anything. Well, you're talking about like when the reveal of what the weapon was like, yeah, it was, I was, I was with Jake. I was like, su- it was super easy to figure out ahead of time. Oh, I, I was the first time I watched this movie did not see it coming at all. Well, especially like when she starts like, oh, your dad's a scientist. I was like, I, I kind of felt like they were beating us over the head with it. Uh, Interesting. I think the reveal to me is not that it's just like, oh, Jeremy Renner's the dad. It's more so that like the the language, like once you learn the language, you start to see time nonlinearly. Like that was really sure. Yeah, but like like once once you figure out, okay, Jeremy Renner's the father, so this is in the future. How is she seeing the future? The aliens don't see time the same way we do. I, like, yeah. like that, like the, as soon as you get that piece, that's the whole puzzle. Okay. I know. But the fact that that's what it is was cool enough to me where it's just like, oh, that's really cool and made me excited about the movie. Not that I, I caught on beforehand. Cause yeah, once you, once you hear the non-zero sum game, like that's, that's a the pretty reveal. big hint. Yeah. That's yeah the reveal. I wasn't waiting till abbott tells her what it is but just the fact that that's what the reveal is was not anything i had any idea was going to be a part of this movie going into it and made me slash still makes me really excited when i watched this movie and it seems like you guys were just like whatever well i had heard things about it like about the movie and i've even heard you talk about like the movie a little bit i do think i actually spoiled this movie in the past episode i yeah so i i wouldn't say i went in with completely blind eyes to what was going to happen okay I, I just honestly, think that's oh. such a cool concept that like, yeah. I just love it. Like regardless of how, when I connect that in the movie, like that doesn't matter. It's the fact of just what it is, is just so cool to me. Sure. No, I think, but you were just talking about, oh, the reveal. And I was like, well, the reveal wasn't dramatic to me because like at the point where we get the reveals, well, I get it, you know, I well, guess maybe a reveal is the wrong word, Yeah, maybe but it's just a- like that part of the story that, if you watch the trailer, you have no idea that that's going to be a part of this story at all. And it's the biggest part of the story. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the movie going into it. Actually. I, I knew there were aliens and I knew Amy Adams was in it. And yeah. I knew it was going to be a giant white circle spaceship or but, oval. Yeah. Okay. Slash that's gray. Or, or, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, the ship wasn't white. It looked white. Okay. I don't think this is the thing we this want to is, dig into. Yeah. This is crazy. It feels like Tyler and I watched it completely. I know. Yeah. Are you Dude, sure? We're, 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 even, like, we're describing the inside or the outside? The hey, outside. We're describing a, like facts. It's a black ship. Still- <laughs> there's the, Sure, there's a white window in the ship, but the entire outside of the ship, the entire inside of the ship that they like spend all the movie in is black, right? I'm, I'm not debating the color of the ship. I, I, <laughs> I agree that it was gray. Uh, <laughs> but have you ever thought that maybe Scott and I are on the other side? We understand the language. Oh, we just there, see it there differently. Is, like something's going to recontextualize this whole conversation for you. And oh, afterwards, like you're going to be like, on in, in life, yeah. you're going to be like, whoa. I, I do, I do really like the, the like chirality <laughs> that, uh, that in the movie, you have the two aliens on one side of the glass and the two humans trying to understand each other. And uh, the four of us are here on opposite sides of the table, just trying yeah. to. Trying to understand who's and physically, Scott and I are quite a bit bigger. Are you? Are you? Okay. Would you be Abbott or Costello? Uh, which one was the straight man? I think you would be the one that got injured. <laughs> straight man. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant of the two aliens. No, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, Abbott and Costello. You know, yeah. the one was so funny. 
no, of, of, of the I real. I love when he squirted stuff. out the joke. That was really funny. Oh yeah, you didn't read that. That was pretty pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know the language like you do. Oh yeah, we understand it. I don't which, understand. Which is I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, which is wow. the yeah. one that gets injured? That's the one that Jake is. I think that's Abbott. Abbott what? dies. Oh, so he doesn't get injured. He dies. He dies. <laughs> I don't know if Scott watched this movie. <laughs> he was. Oh, I mean, he didn't Scott's, die right away. Scott's the dead one. No, he. <laughs> He, he died. <laughs> he died right away. Did well, she oh, talk no. to him? He says no. Death she, she talks to Castello. He said Abbott is death process, or which something. is his way of saying dead. Like, yeah. yeah. Got it. Because they don't. Yeah. It's uh, time. I'm, I'm is not going to, I'm not going to ask Jake and Scott, but were you a little sad when Abbott dies? Yeah, I was super, I was super sad. Oh, were you really? Yeah. yeah. I, I was feel like, like, I was like, a, what are these? Yeah, they were good aliens. <laughs> you guys seem so <laughs> Those just were the like, that Scott was looking for. so dead to this movie. So unmoved that I, I'm surprised to I hear just, this. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I, I felt like I was like, oh man, like these people are coming and like, they, they clearly mean well and we're killing them. You know, like I was sad for sure. Okay. Okay. I've, I've got a, a, I've got a new, uh, a new segment. I want to, I want to play <laughs> okay. experiment with, see if it works. Uh, we'll go around the circle, uh, in like one word or phrase. Tell me what this movie is about. Not like the plot, like, but what's it trying to be about? Like the theme of the movie in one word, one word or phrase. Like, just don't give me two sentences, you know, swagapod. 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 Okay. That's it. So there are two gangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah, two gangs. And uh one of them is trying to help the humans <laughs> and they have this cool spaceship. Uh, <laughs> and then the humans are just trying to blow them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Two rival gangs. Yeah. Got it. Uh in my mind, uh it's about Amy Adams' relationship with her daughter and knowing her fate, would she still choose to do it? Yeah, that's fair. I I would say this movie is about uh like a um uh, maybe like a discontentment. Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So I think like uh we have like a geopolitical conflict of like just not uh not being willing to um, except the status quo of things. Uh, we have Amy Adams uh, choosing contentment with like knowing the future and moving forward anyway. We have Jeremy Renner who ostensibly, uh, or maybe not ostensibly, becomes the father and uh, does, is not content with her like decision with knowing the future. Um we have, you know, Forrest Whitaker in the military and like some of the, the conflict. I think all of it is about like uh contentment contentment versus like discontentment. I think I made up that second word, but I'll have to think about it, which won't 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 be good podcast material. That's so fine. I'm gonna yeah. move on, but yeah. I'm gonna process what you said. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh what do you guys think? Uh unless there was anything else anybody wanted to Did you want to give them Dude. the opportunity to do the, the thing? Well, Zach said Swagapod and didn't Jake. Didn't that wasn't go? his real thing. No, he, that, that was, was his real thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, oh, Jake. My I thing? To... Oh, uh, I, I didn't have anything prepped. I thought I, I thought I managed to skip you, it with a he joke. Dodged it. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you time to think about it. I, I gave you an out and Scott. You can literally back still be spot. thinking about it right now because we still <laughs> haven't come We're, to That's it. true because I'm looking at time and I'm, I'm, I can like think about this. You already know what you're going to say. I can flash forward like Amy Adams has. I'm not doing that. 
unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's more. I I think it's definitely uh, Luis's story and and more about like I don't know her relationship with knowing her whole life and like figuring that out and like coming to terms with that kind of a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's mine. And Zach's think, a swagapod. Do you think she can see beyond like her life or do you think like as far as she could see is just when she dies? Well, it's super interesting. I'm actually kind of glad you brought that up because the like I, I was paying attention to this at the end of this movie. She starts off with saying uh, like your your story starts with the uh, the when they arrived. That's what she said or, or something like that. And they did have, like, I thought, it, and maybe it wasn't even an intentional misdirect, but, like, an interesting misdirect, at least for the time, where right before that, she says, there are things, like, your story can be defined outside the bounds of your life. Right. And then we saw our daughter die. Right. And then initially my thought was, like, okay, like, we are going to see something about her daughter that led to her doing something significant here, and that's what she meant by that. Uh, kind of thing where that, that's what she was saying. But then like in light of Scott's question, maybe she can see outside of her life. I don't know. Like, cause she's talking about like outside the bounds of her own story, her own life. The, but, but she actually only tells the story within the bounds of her daughter's existence, even when it is just conceptual. The, uh-huh. sh- the short story specifies that she cannot, that it's okay. just when she dies, oh. her memory ends. Okay. Well, that answers the question. It's, 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 it's a lot less fun than theorizing about it. But so right. just I, you could theor- I tried it, but I didn't want to interrupt you guys. This information would have been a little bit more useful to me yesterday. I, yeah. I, I, I was going to say it. I was going to say it right away, but I didn't want to step on Tyler's toes. So the heptapods are really long lived. Yeah. In theory. I because mean, they, long lived. Long lived. What is, does uh, the short story say? It didn't specify with that. Well, in the short story, there are, are no heptapods. Oh, got it. Right? There's what aliens, right? Yeah. What, what do you mean there's no heptapods? Oh, there I, there are heptapods in the short story? Who would they be talking to? But are they... It, what would does the story it clarify be? that the aliens are heptapods or just yeah. that they're aliens? No, they call them heptapods. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't read the short story. I just watched a bunch of interview yeah. interviews with uh, Chang, and he, he, in the short story, as he tells the story of the short story, mm. never mentions aliens once. Yeah. In the, in the short story, the heptapods come, and the only thing they say is, we're here just to learn and observe and then they leave they don't and there's no they're not trying to um like they're not trying to teach the humans their language so that they could save them years later Mm. it's just louise learns and then starts thinking the way they do and they just bounce yeah huh which just undergirds that it's a a sci-fi movie about aliens that is not definitely not about aliens like (laughs) well uh you guys want to uh I put this one in the books. Favorite parts, favorite lines. I think lines. you two are the only people I've met who are like indifferent about this movie. That's fair. I'll take it. I'm just saying I'm, I, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting it either. Honestly, I, well, I, I think I came in with pretty, I think you set my expectations pretty high uh-huh. uh, where you talked it up a lot. And I think I, I think I expected more. 
you know, just because of how, how much I, it had been talked up to me. You guys will probably be happy to hear this, but this is one of JP's favorite movies. Oh, oh well, that just ruined Why would ratings. you say that before the... the ratings, I'm not going to yeah. let it change my rating. Yeah, I mean, you should be this adults three about full this. points. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's just immature. <laughs> <laughs> Did you expect anything different? Yeah. I, I do want to concede uh, that the ship was not white. <laughs> good. Thank you. In my mind, the way they did the shadowing, like you always see like the backside and the sun's always further. Right. And so in my mind, I think I just worked out that it was light colored, but you only ever see the shadow because you kind of see like a reflection along the side of the ship. Yeah. But every, everything I just looked at, <laughs> it's definitely not white. In my mind, it was white. <laughs> But you guys were right. I really appreciate that you Tyler. brought that I, back. I appreciate I, I appreciate the concession because I felt like I was taking crazy pills. No, like, I, didn't, I don't know why you did because Scott was the only one that said it. Well, I mean, it was a little bit like, it was a little bit like, did Scott actually, like, I believe him, but did he actually watch this movie? Like, I did, but also. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was ago. over a month ago. Yeah, it was yeah. a long time oh, ago. Oh, that's true. I watched the next four movies yeah. all. Right. A while ago, before the before I got married, so. yeah, but which was understandable, yeah, yeah. Um, busy season, busy season, yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's let's put this one in the books, huh? All right, All right Zach, we're gonna we're gonna come to you first. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie uh, nine point five swagapods, and I'm going to give this movie uh, eight point zero uh, sentence circles. <laughs> Jake, uh, I'm gonna give it uh, eight people on second and i'm and tyler I'm not just as uh for the symmetry of it but i was literally thinking 9.5 canaries so uh yeah it, it's kind of cool that we it's so uh it's so symmetric the way that we're looking at it right now. So you dropped it three points from 11? <laughs> yeah, I had it at an 11. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was better than perfect. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Actually, I need to change my my rating because uh, Zach, Zach blackmailed me. Oh, that's true. I left my sunglasses at Zach's house and I had the worst week of my life. And he told me that I had to give this movie a perfect 10. So if you could update that for me. <laughs> uh, this comes out to an 86% on uh, Rotten Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave it 94% and IMDb gave it a 7.9. So we find ourselves right in between uh, our two opponents there. So I think it's a good rating. Yeah. 86 is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like I might have talked it like down, like picking nits or maybe not even picking nits, but like talking about what I like disliked. Yeah. Yeah. But like overall, I thought it was solid, you know, like I thought it was good and I I recognized the very good things about it. There were some things I didn't. I mean, I talked to probably more negative than anyone about it. I still give it an eight. It would have been cool to like hear you guys talk about what you liked about it. <laughs> well, I said how visually stunning it was. How you did. You did. I didn't hear any I of that. Did. No, Jake. I definitely said that. I, I think I echoed what Scott said. You just I said you're... Force Whitaker was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Like, you did. You did. Jake. I did. You did. Scott. Actually, can we give me a seven point nine for Force Whitaker's lazy eye? <laughs> no, keep the symmetry. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. So eighty six percent. This comes out to movie number seventeen on our list wow. of eighty eight. So Not bad. Yeah. It's in the. It's gonna probably be top twenty five when we get to a hundred. Yeah, probably oh, true. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm, there are times where like I'll rate something higher or lower and then like, I'm disappointed by the total, by the aggregate, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where I rated this. I like personally, but I'm, I'm also happy with the aggregate score on this. Yeah. 86 are really good. I'm yeah. a little sad with the aggregate. <laughs> score. <laughs> How do you feel about there will be blood's aggregate score? <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, we all boosted that so much. I think it was the same, Is right? It Wasn't it also an 86? No, I think it's, I think it's the same, uh, 82. Oh, 82. Okay. 9.89, 9.9, 5.1. The thing though, the thing though is that people not enjoying There Will Be Blood makes more sense to me than not enjoying Arrival. It makes less sense to me, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, There Will Be Blood is just so good. It, it is, but like. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it is. It's one of the more compelling performances by an actor I've ever sure, seen Sure, but life. it is slow. Twice. Yeah, Paul Dano was also amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, but you can see, like, that's not a movie. Like, that's not a block. This was, like, almost a blockbuster movie. Almost. Yeah. It, it's a little too artsy to be a blockbuster. I know, but, like, yeah, emphasis on the almost, but it's close. Like, I like my dad was not rushing out to see There Will Be Blood. I guess uh, I don't remember as much about the movie when it came out. Like, I knew that it came out, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll go see that, and I just kind of never got around to it. Like, I could kind of throw on Arrival whenever. I got to be in the mood to watch There Will Be Blood. It, it, oh, I couldn't I, throw, on, I arrival couldn't throw on Arrival whenever. Really? No, I, I would need to be invested in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I find myself in the middle. I would put them around the same. Interesting. But my ratings don't reflect that. <laughs> Interesting. Sometimes I think about that, and I want to fight you physically. <laughs> I feel like people who really enjoy movies really like there will be blood and then aside from that i don't hear people ever really even talk about it whereas i feel like they didn't bother they looked at the runtime or they watched the first 20 minutes minutes and realized there was no talking right yeah no exactly (laughs) that's what i'm saying is that like people who like don't like they are casual movie watchers still a modern silent film (laughs) yes yes casual movie watchers still went and watched arrival and really liked it yeah i mean it, it you're right it i mean it got really big box office numbers so yeah, so that's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Jake, do you have any uh, any uh, final rebuttal to Zach about that? I would, but it's in like heptapod. So. <laughs>